Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Shop in store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Yes, good morning. It's 6 o'clock here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It's Thursday the 10th of February. And well, we're on a nice wee bit earlier today because that's what we want to do. We want to get on the airways and share some sport with you because it's it's all happening. There's lots happening around the world here and abroad. We've got a jam-packed show. There is lots, lots on. And like always, we want you to be a part of this show. So if we say anything, we've got any comments, you agree, you disagree, flick us a text on double eight double three. We want to hear from you throughout the morning. You make the show fly this morning. So keep those texts coming through and... Uh, Give us a call anytime on the Kennards Hire phone line, 0800 150 811. We'd love to hear your voice about what you're thinking about the current state of sport around the world. Anyway, what we got going on today? Well, we spoke about bobsled, or bobsleigh the other day, Tuesday in fact, and that inspired Bears and myself to maybe give it a go. We found a coach. Bears doesn't know this, but we found a coach. Found a coach for our bobsled team, and he is a former bobsledder who competed at the 98 and 02 Winter Games, and he's a, he's a former bobsledder, and he's going to help us on our wee journey to the Winter Olympics, Angus Ross. So we're going to chat to Angus Ross just after 7 o'clock. Bears is looking at me going, what's going on? But he doesn't know. We're going to the Olympics, mate. We're going to the Olympics. Now, we're going to have a good chat to Angus Ross about bobsledding and... Uh, about the Winter Olympics, looking forward to that. It is on the forefront of our minds at the moment. There's lots going on. I love watching it on telly. So looking forward to chatting to him. And then our USC theme quiz. It's, it's this morning. It's at 7.20. 7.20-ish. We're going to do our USC theme quiz. So what do we need? We need you to call. One of you will go off Team Bears and one of you will go off Team Izzy, giving you the chance to win $50 uh, Musashi uh, pack courtesy of the team at Musashi. So uh, the coin toss is very, very important. That's something I've figured out. You win the toss, you win the you win the game. It's a bit like cricket, really. A bit like cricket. There you go. 
So looking forward to that at 740-ish. And then big news. Big news in the harness racing New Zealand world. Heard of the event Everest? The big money-making event Everest over in Australia. I think it's about 16 million going to the pot. The winner takes about 6 million. So Steve Hansen and Nature Strip, they got paid last year. Well, it's not quite as lucrative as that. But it's getting there. It's getting there. We've got a race in New Zealand now. Harness Racing New Zealand have done a race. It's worth 900k. You buy a slot. You buy a slot for your horse. You enter it in. I think the winner roughly gets about 400k. And then it's filtered down. Second place, 120-ish or something like that. 90k, blah, blah, blah. And I think every horse will take away around 37k. It is big, big news in the harness racing world. And we're going to chat to David Branch. He's the CEO of Cambridge Raceway and just get his thoughts on uh, on what's just transpired over there in harness racing. It is huge, huge. And maybe could we get something in uh, the thoroughbred racing world, Baz? That would be quite lucrative and be exciting for the owners around the country. I'm looking forward to chatting to him about that. And then we've got our Razine Cricket catch-up this morning. We'll cross overseas to catch up with English right-arm fast bowler Steve Finn to get his take on what's unfolded with England. They've named their side to travel to West Indies, and they've wielded the axe. The axe has been welded, and, well, Addison's gone. Broad's gone. Josh Butler's gone. There's a few big stars. A lot of wickets have been taken away from that team. Paul Collingwood, um, Andrew Strauss have come in and welded the axe. So uh, looking forward to getting your take on that, Baz, and also Steve Finn, just after 8 o'clock for our Razine Cricket catch-up. And then to end the show, we're going to head across a ditch for our own catch-up, courtesy of Court Kings with Hops Magoo, Tom Abercrombie. See how he's tracking as of late and get his wee take on not only the breakers in the NBL, the NBA. It's all happening over there. Lakers got a hating yesterday, my Lakers, against the Milwaukee Bucks. And... Um, yeah, all the gear, no idea over there in LA at the moment. But anyway, we'll get uh, Tom Abercrombie's take on that towards the end of the show. Like always, give us a text, double eight double three, or give us a call on the Kennard's High phone line, 0800 That is enough of my voice. Say hi to everyone up in Auckland. They're up and about in the kitchen. The kitchen's flying. Louie's up and about, steaming around the studios. And uh, good morning to you, Emma. Hope you've had... Uh, had a good morning so far, and I'll cross over to Baz, Skipper McCullum, and say good morning. How are you, brother? Good morning, Izzy. Good morning, everyone up in Auckland. Louis, Kez, Joe, Emma. Good morning to all of you guys up there. And, uh, yeah, all good. Where I am is, I know it's uh, speaking to you before we jumped on here. It's a little, uh, it's a little wet down there, which is a bit... Disappointing mm. for your golfing aspirations over the next couple of days, but such is life. Um, plenty mm. going on in the sporting world. Far out. Think about Pat Cummins' response, his statement he put out yesterday. Whack. We'll deal with that a little bit later on as well. We're going to get on to that as the show gets uh, gets further on this morning. Looking forward to talking to Steve Finn. I think you're going to enjoy Steve Finn. We call him the Gee. He, uh, he's a yep. ripping bloke, mate. Absolute champion. Mm. He actually came out and played for Otago when I was still playing um, down there in Otago. He came out as an uh, overseas player before he sort of really um, you know, made it as an international cricketer. And, and he was a, a fan favourite, and uh, the boys absolutely loved him. He's a ripping bloke, and um, 
looking forward to chatting to him. He's doing a bit of commentary stuff now, which is which is cool. And pretty sure he's still rolling the old arm over. God, he was quick, mate, in his day. He yeah. Was, yes, big tall fella too. Yeah, and then he then he sort of just dropped his pace a little bit. But yeah, very good bowler and, and ripping blokes. So looking forward to talking to him. I'm sure he'll be slightly bemused about the fact that they've left out James Anderson mm. and Stuart Broad, leaving out the best part of what. 1,200 test wickets out of your side when you've got yep. a, a struggling side. as One and two. Yeah. Intriguing, isn't it? So I'm sure that he'll have a uh, have some sort of opinion on that as well. Um, yeah, the, in the other bit of news yesterday, Bruce Sherrick. We've had him on the show a few mm. times. He's now the new CEO of NZTR. <laughs> how cool is that? That's cool. How good is that? Does that mean we sort of like Good access to all of that stuff because we've had him on the show a few times. Surely. Now, I we had Bernard Saundry and he was always great. But you know, Bruce, a friend of the show, maybe he can give us a couple of Do you, you know, you know, Bruce's Bruce's had a bit of wit. You know, he's always had a bit of a wit and you know, he's a bit of bit of banter and he's always gone at Kempe and he's always said some Yeah. Yeah, he's taken these small steps. I've only known him for six months and he's taken these small steps. And now he's top of the ladder, big wig. Are we still going to get that same banter out of him and the same little bit of wittiness from from the big man? I hope so. It'd be disappointing <laughs> if not. I mean, they're, they're all the traits that got him there, no doubt, let alone his mm. sharp business brain. <laughs> but all of those, yeah. uh, you know, those personality traits would have been would have been what was highly desirable for those at NZTR to put him in that position. So he's got a big job on his hands, but... As as uh, we discussed yesterday, things are there's a plan in place and it's going to need time to be able to to be implemented so that we don't have the situation like we had over the weekend where some of our premier race meetings are called off because of the track conditions and and I'm sure Bruce will he'll handle it he'll deal with it. It's good to see him in the chair. Um, White Ferns won overnight as well. Is, yeah, mate. Well, not overnight yesterday. So a nice little start to their. Uh, their aspirational period with the World Cup not too far away. Nice little win over India. The girls, uh, no, it was a T20, but the girls did well, so that would be a nice confidence booster, mate, for them. Um, what else? Oh, I got up to. Uh, I got up to a bit of fun yesterday. Is caught up with one of your old mates actually, Ali Williams. Mm. Oh, Ali and is he behaving? New girlfriend. Anna Mowbray, um, yeah, he was behaving. Best behaviour. Yeah. Best mm. behaviour was Ali. Wow. So that was quite good, catching up with him. He's doing, he's doing well, actually. Um, and well, Stephen Ferguson, remember Stephen Ferguson? <laughs> yeah, of course he is, yeah. yeah. Um, remember Stephen Ferguson? Ian Ferguson's son, who was... Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was a rower, Olympic rower, and then, then he went on and he was grinder on the boat for Team New Zealand. Stacked, mate. Arms on him. Mm. Are you having a laugh? His arms are like yeah. the size of my legs. <laughs> That's not hard, but he is <laughs> massive, mate. Just a weapon. So he was he was good crack and checked out a few yearlings at uh, Pencaro over there at Sir Peter Vallis place and uh, continue to do so this afternoon. A few yearlings around, around the place, as you do, heading into the cracker sale. But it was a good, nice old lunch over there, actually, mate. So didn't get into too much trouble. Which mate, you've had a great day. Big yeah. fat Cuban cigar. 
Can you hear it in my voice this morning? Yeah. I've got the radio voice on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't do cigars, mate. Straight to the head and I just get mean head rush. No good for me. No good for me. I tried to have one with you in Millbrook and I lasted about one minute. I'm done. But, mate, you've had a good day. You've had a jam-packed day. I've had a horrible day. It's terrible weather down here. Christchurch has been raining. It's Everything's going on. And uh, it's it's been hopeless. But I, I went out yesterday, had a wee train. Went into some did a little bit of training. Had a couple of meetings in the morning. Did some training and came back. And kids were at, uh, at daycare. So me and the wife were just yeah, catching up on a few things and getting some things aligned. And, um, you know, it was good, mate. And I've just had a text message come in from Rosa. He's in Gizzy. And he said the, the ads were playing over the top of us at the start of the show. So we've, we've sorted that out. Thanks for all your concerns. But shout out to Rosa and Gizzy. One of my good mates, he's tuned in um, yeah, up, up, up there in the North Island on the East Coast. Hope you have a good day, brother, up and nice and early. But, um, yeah, so I had a quiet day. Quiet day uh, yesterday, Baz, but great to see the White Ferns making a winning and, and a pretty emphatic win at the end of it as well. Um, you know, they set a solid target and bowled really well to keep India uh, shy of, of their total. So, um, yeah, great start for them, and they've got a big, big... ODI series coming up for that they'll be pretty much um, gunning to, to put in some good performance leading into that World Cup so well done to Sophie Devine and, and, and the girls I'm sure we're going to get them on very shortly but Bears quickly the news with Harness Harness Racing with that big big race and the money that's been thrown into this race obviously you need some some big um, you know guys have got big deep pockets to be able to invest all this money into that can we see something similar happening like the Everest in Australia, could we see something similar happening in New Zealand? And would that be, that would have to be a positive to, to potentially keep horses in New Zealand? If there was a big lucrative race for millions of dollars in New Zealand, could it happen, one? And would it be uh, positive for, for New Zealand racing? Yeah, it's an interesting point. Is uh, I guess I guess in Australia, one of the rationale for that is because you've got such a competitive market over there. You've got Racing New South Wales mm. hitting it against Racing Victoria. So they're, they're constantly trying to um, steal off one another's, uh, I guess, the prestige and, and, the, and the limelight and attract the best horses. So therefore, you've got that competitive marketplace where supply is driving demand. And um, yeah, so I mean, here in New Zealand, we, we probably don't have that. So I guess it might be a little less important. Um, it'd be great if we did have it, mm. but it would probably have to be driven by NZB, as we've seen with their um, the Crack a Million and the Crack a Million three-year-old mm. race. Um, you know, they they really invest in that kind of those races, and and I'm just not sure if there would be enough money to go around to be able to generate that same thing. Obviously, if you've got private investment from from the outside, mm. um, then then you'd be a chance. Hutchie's border slot in that uh, harness racing yes, mate. Um, race as well, which is pretty exciting. So what does that mean for us? <laughs> where, where does that where does that mean we are? Do we get are we sitting mm -hmm. in the in the hospitality tent on on race day? Surely. Hundred percent we are. Hundred percent <laughs> we are, Bez. Yeah. Oh. So <laughs> this is yeah, well, another wee good. trip away. How do we get the um? How do we negotiate to ensure we have a real live chance of winning the race too? Who do we have to speak to? Louis, who do we speak Louis? to? 
Um, I guess well, there's only ten horses, right? So mm. there's probably I don't know whether Australian horses will come because of the first year. I know definitely David Branch will talk about this when we get him on later. The CEO, he's I actually curious to know what is he the question you asked about the. Um, uh, I guess the the Everest and what they've done in Australia. I'm curious to know if that's where the inspiration came from, David, to do this. And fair play to him mm. and the harness team for getting it up and gr- off the ground faster than the thoroughbred crew. Like this is this mm. is fantastic. And um, I don't know how you go about getting the best horse. I guess there's negotiations. Hutchie's got his people in touch with other people at the <laughs> moment. Tense negotiations, and by the end of the week, hopefully, Baz are in the next week. While we'll have a live chance and something we can a back and um, have a great night. How's this though? It's on the Thursday night ahead of Good Friday, so you can absolutely send it, and then you've got the the weekend to recover. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it. Well, we work Good Fridays. Hey, but what about? And bears of bears of oh, way. I think it's illegal to work Good Fridays, isn't it? Literally. <laughs> Smitty will be working. You're away there. Ah, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He's got to be careful of his age. He's working too long. Um, yeah. Louis, that answer, that, to answer that question that Izzy asked me around the thoroughbred um, set up and, and are we a chance of getting one here, did that make sense what I was saying about the competitive market in Australia driving that up and and maybe we don't quite have the same resources here for that, or or do you still think we can make it work? I think the hardest thing in the thoroughbred um, game, Baz, is the calendar. When you when mm. you would actually find it, because the the standard bred horses are a bit more hardy, and you can chuck a, a race for big prize money in on a Thursday night. And whilst David this, and it might not be that you know the horses will turn up because they can turn up somewhere you know ten days later. Um, but with the thoroughbred game, like as you know, Baz, you've Actually, today, mate, there's a, a race going around that you won. You're actually the defending champion of with Tabata. Um, oh, and Yeah, the wider up of thoroughbred breeders that's being raced for, the stakes race being raced today at Hastings. So as you would know, these stakes races, you target a long way out, and thoroughbreds are pretty particular beasts. So trying to get them ready. So at the moment, there's a number of Group 1 races and particular races that you want to target. The Everest... Obviously, that just completely shook the calendar up because of the prize money. So what you were saying about we can't generate that amount of cash, bang on, correct. So we probably can't generate a race that's worth so much that you would throw the Group 1 calendar out or you would... So it's just about Mm. finding the perfect time and then the perfect scenario. I think we'll do it, though. In the next five years, I 100% expect a slot race. And I actually think Bruce Sharrick, a forward-thinking leader, will be at the forefront of making that happen and working with your studs, your Cambridge studs, your Tiakos, you know, the big players and making it happen. I think it will happen, but I think it's a, it's probably not as simple as it might have been for the harness. Um, but I could just be talking crap, so I'll ask David. Mm. Mm. David Ellis, was from you mentioned Tiako. He was at lunch yesterday too, actually. Um, he was in good form. They've got a big job in front of them over the next little while. You talk about investment in the game, far out. They spent a fortune at the old yearling sales. Is. So it's fascinating watching, mate, when you go to these yearling parades as well. And, Louis, you would have been to a few yearling parades over over your time. And, and you you watch these horsemen, these judges, and you've got horses just repeatedly coming out, right? And you just watch them go about their work. Like There's a, there's a thousand horses going through the catalogue, and they're trying to find 
the one to win the Karaka Million two-year-old race next year. And then they're trying to find potential Group 1 horses moving forward. So it's just amazing seeing these great judges. And Lance O'Sullivan was there. Graham Richardson was there. There's these great judges checking out, you know, the, the potential next superstars, all based on what they look like as an athlete and what they walk like as an athlete. Because you can't see them run. You don't even know if they can run. <laughs> but they, you, you watch these guys and they're going to they'll spend a fortune at the sale trying to buy that next champion. But to watch them go through that whole process is fascinating. Did you find that too, Louis? Mate, bang on, and and the the what you're talking about is the like the pyramid of complication and everything they're trying to work out about whether this is a scopy type that could win a classic race or whether it can up and running and what it might need in the process of not just when you buy it but then what it might need. And I'm I'm going down to see Hallmark Stud and Mark Baker this weekend, and I was speaking to him yesterday, and he made the point. Well, it's not actually it's, sometimes you know these guys they 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 want to see how the horse's temperament is. So the you know watching them at the sales when they come in and out of the boxes and seeing if a filly can cop it, it could be the making or breaking of them because these yearling parades, Baz, they get shown around the nice ones time and time and time again, brought out of their box, trotted up, or sorry, you know, walked up and, oh, can you walk it on the grass? Okay, now can you walk it on the concrete? You know, each judge has a particular way they like it. And the temperament of them is so interesting to see from now or even a couple of months ago, really, to when the sales and when they actually get punched through the ring because that can make or break a horse. And how much, you know, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars could be shaved off a price if it doesn't quite crack it in the last few days. You know, it's it's there's so much to think about. It's really, truly fascinating. Is, I'd love to take you some of these. There's yearling parades right throughout. They started on oh, yeah. Tuesday and then they run all the way through till Monday the 21st. And today I'm actually I've got to go and catch up with uh, a mate around uh, 10 o'clock. But then this afternoon I'm going to bounce along. Valachi Downs has got a um, a yearling parade and then off to Prima Park. So I'm going to go and check out some more yearlings. But I'd love to take you there one day is and, and have a look. What sort of, mm. how do you reckon, what would be your strategy? I know we're going to get to the news in a sec, but. <laughs> I get to an ad, but what what would your strategy be, or if you were looking at horses, would you be look? What would you be looking to try and buy? Like oh, a big bad. horse, a smaller horse, like a? Would you be trying to mm. buy like a, a a flanker type of you know more of a staying type of horse, or would you be looking I'll to just, try and buy something like, know, like a winger or a full? I look at this big as big front chest, and you know how they got those big bulging muscles there. That's what yeah. I'll be looking for. Just the. The, the the muscles on the, on the horse and and how big I don't really need a big tall thing just a real solid athlete looking kind of um, slim yeah. fine muscly yeah that, that's something I'd go for mate color is very important too um, yeah yeah like a like a like a dark black or or you know what we spoke the other day about the grey and grey's not you I actually don't mind a grey so you know what when the yeah. horses are racing and a grey wins that's really like why not pick the grey I don't mind a grey, so <laughs> colour's hugely important for me, babe, but what do I know? I've got no idea. I'll just be there for, no, the, well, for the... But that's, that's for the, the thing, the, right? For the, um, like, for the entrees and... You know, good <laughs> but that's the thing, though, I reckon, like, you, you've got to love what you're trying to buy, and, and there is mm. a lot of amazing judges, and they are undoubtedly um, uh, uh, proven track records. But there's nothing to stop you not walking into that ring and seeing something you love, walk, like, and it just grabs you. You fall in love with it just from that yeah. one second of watching the horse walk around, and you go, I've got to have that. You buy it. There's nothing that's going to stop you mm. going on having the best horse in in New Zealand if 
if not Australasia. And that's the game, right? That is, in essence, the, the game of thoroughbred racing. So you can, you and myself and Louis and all the team, we can pit ourselves against royalty. We can race against the queen. Mm. We can race against billionaires. We can race against shakes. No one knows what makes a great horse ultimately. We can all look at horses and see them. But what you can't see from the outside of a horse is the will to win and the size of its heart. And that's what we all sort of try and yeah. fall in love with and try and try and work out yeah, how to pick well. those champions. So, oh, get us to the yearling sales. We'll be putting our hand up right now, wouldn't we, at the Caracas sales. 6.23 here in the morning. Another on Baz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll just find it, mate. Don't worry. Someone else will they'll look after us. 6.23 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.